Hi, my name's Alistair. And my name's Kat. And this is the Bampot Productions Podcast. What do you have for us today? Renewable energy. And Why are we much, talking like this? Renewable energy is renewed every year. I'm not sure what you mean. Is the renewal of energy a bit like the renewal of a television series? That once the energy's got to its time, they have to seek a renewal for it? Like, is that renewing of a power plant? Or what is renewable energy, is my question. God. I mean, it's been talked about more and more. Indeed, and what is it? In mainstream press and social media. Mm. And so what is it? But how would I... I could give an example. I don't know whether I could define it. Well, give an example then. Solar. Yes, exactly. Hydro. Wind. Huh. These are types of renewables. So I would say it's... It's not like fossil where it's going to run out. Like mm. oil and gas will eventually run out. It wouldn't be never-ending. But with renewables, it's... Exactly how it sounds is just constantly happening, right? So how... How would you... Like, I don't think I've defined it particularly well for the listeners. So how would you define it? So what would you say oil is? Would you say that oil's not renewable? So you fossil fuel, isn't it? Because there is a a theory that oil is produced in the earth due to heat and it's constantly renewing itself and that the current high oil prices are a scheme to try and drive down living standards. So can you say that again? It's absolute bullshit. It's a conspiracy theory I oh read about about fifteen years ago. Stop when I was doing chemistry in high to school. Our listeners. The, it's a belief that oil is a renewable source and the earth just keeps pumping out more of it. And then the big oil cartels have lied to pretend that it isn't renewable so that we stop using like it pushes the price higher. I don't know. But no, typically a renewable energy source, there's always going to be overlap with definitions, nothing's perfect, but it's something that, you know, just because you're using it doesn't mean it taps out over time. So I say with oil, if you have an oil well and you pump up the oil, then there's no oil left at the Mm -hmm. end of it. So it runs out over time the more you use of it. Renewable is a very broad term for energies that don't run out the more you use it. So things like wind is kind of always there. So even if you use the wind, turn it into power, it's still going to be there tomorrow. So it's like more or less like an infinite power supply. Of course, everything has an end eventually. All the wind and solar, like all the energy on the planet comes from the sun, right? More or less all of it comes from the sun. So when the sun dies, then renewable energy dies with it. So we need other things as well. Some people also consider nuclear to be renewable. They say it could last for so long that it's essentially a renewable source. Um, I know quite a few people talk about thorium as a new nuclear material that could be used. To, to the advocates of thorium, thorium has a lot of benefits to run nuclear power plants over uranium, which we currently use. Um, it would be far safer, far cheaper. Um, there's almost no chance of a nuclear meltdown, all of this. But um, we don't use it. Uh, and some people consider that renewable just because there is so much of it and it's so abundant. So renewable, actually, people will define different things differently. What's um, the textbook definition? There is no text. Once again, so that we were talking about this yesterday, right? Where we're like, what percentage of energy is used? And the thing about some of these definitions is that you can define them lots of different ways depending on what you're using them for. Mm-hmm. So if you consider something like 
Um, I think for the purposes that we are going to be kind of talking about today, which is like the energy mix within a country, mm -hmm. renewables really means things like your solar and wind, geothermal and maybe hydro. So those are normally when governments are talking about like, you know, programs for like supporting renewable, they're talking about those that excludes things like nuclear. Nuclear is its own separate category. It has different properties to um, the renewable that we think about. So really it's going to be a very small set of things like, as I say, solar, um, wind, geothermal, that kind of thing. Well, I went online mm -hmm. and one of the definitions, which sounds quite general, is it? En energy from a source that is not depleted when used, mm. such as wind or solar. So, the way that I defined it at the beginning is what they're saying here on this online definition of mine. Yeah. But what you're saying equally is very philosophical in a way. Yeah, okay, got you. Yeah. Um, and also completely right. I guess my next question is... Is this the future? Is, yeah. like, if the fossil fuels are running out, as we all know, should more and more countries just turn to this now rather than wait? Mm. So, like, say, for example, the countries in the Middle East that have an abundant amount of oil, like yeah. Iran, mm -hmm. or... Sa or Sa Saudi Arabia, should they just start now? I mean, because they've got the money. Yeah, right. Yeah, they yeah they're very content to just continue to pump oil, but in twenty years' time, where are they going to be? Is my point, Ali? No, I completely agree. I really do think that Saudi Arabia will. Sorry, well, joke there. Saudi Arabia, Arabia, I like that. Um, yeah, I think Saudi Arabia has um tried to diversify to remember they sold shares on the market for saudi aramco the oil that's their oil, oil, oil state-owned oil company however that's been held back for years because no market really agrees with the price the saudis think it's worth you know i think saudi arabia okay, thinks it's worth means, but tell me about it okay so i think um Saudi Arabia, I think they want to val the company valued at you know a few trillion dollars. I think the markets value it at a few hundred billion. So wow! <laughs> I mean, seriously, they won't settle for a few hundred billion. But once again, remember this is like a, a whole country we're talking about. Oh so like they do need to provide with it. So, but they have an unrealistic value of what oil is going to be worth over the next say twenty five fifty years. An investor might want to see returns on. Um, I think their plan was to diversify their economy. So I don't think they're really going for renewable, but they're looking to diversify their economy, leave renewable up for someone else. How but they've never been able to get enough. So tourism was obviously a big one. COVID's maybe changed. The Middle East is quite big for tourism. They want to do business centres. So they wanted to as a tourist? I would have had the opportunity, yeah. It's not my, they're not the first place I'd want to visit. They're but really not the first place I would want to visit. I might. Um... If you're talking about like a free holiday or something, I'd probably go, but it wouldn't really? be my first choice. Um, but that's kind of besides yeah, I the think point. Would either. I think that um, Saudi Arabia, um, as energy changes in in the world, obviously the geopolitical importance of them is going to change with kind of the reduction of oil and stuff. But 
Um, no country really. I think Saudi Arabia is probably just slightly too big a country to diversify so quickly away from oil. I think some of these... That's what they would get into. You say tourism, but the thing is, though, unless they're more lenient... Well, I was trying to say tourists. a few other things, but Sorry. yeah. <laughs> Jumped in as we're supposed to do in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, the Saudis are also looking to make themselves like a business hub. So they really want to make themselves like a hub connecting Asia and the West. Like um, Dubai. Like Dubai, yep. You know, Saudi Arabia's prime place for, you know, flights and stuff coming in and out, that kind of thing. Um, they really are pushing to, like, kind of grow the value of their stock market and things like that. The thing about the stock markets in the Middle East is that, like, 90% of the shares on them are for oil-related companies, so companies that make, um, you know, components for, like, oil extraction and stuff. So, really, their whole stock market just tracks the price of oil. Like, because if the price of oil goes down, every company on their stock market suffers. So, like, it really is just a, a market that tracks the price of oil, which is kind of weird. But they want to make themselves more kind of business-friendly, put themselves in there. Um, and they're also looking to kind of invest uh, in kind of other things, whatnot. But it's a, it, it's as far as transitioning to oil goes. I think the question you asked at the start is: Is renewable the future? And I actually have to say, I, I think sustainability is the future. But I don't think renewable is the future. To be honest, um, what's the difference? Something that's sustainable doesn't need to be renewable. So let's say um, renewable, I think you were saying the definition there is that as you use it, it doesn't go away. So yes. the more wind turbines you use, you don't like lose wind. Right? There's still enough wind there. I think you could technically have a resource. Like Let's imagine some super high-tech point in the future um, where we're able to, like, say, harvest the moon for, like, a material that is able to be used to generate power and whatnot. Technically, that's not renewable because you're harvesting it over time, but if there's enough that would last, like, a billion years, it's sustainable. You can just keep doing that until something else comes along. I think a lot of the technologies that will provide the cheapest forms are some of the things that have been, like, holy grails of science. I think thorium reactors sound great if we can develop that. If we can make safer nuclear power, that would also be very good. Um, the uh, fusion power um, uh, sorry uh, yeah fusion um, reactors that they've been trying to develop for a long long time that would create almost infinite amount of um, energy uh, so I think this idea of renewable like, that will all be on solar and wind probably won't be the case in like, the long like say a hundred years time I think we'll have quite a wide range and um, as technology develops, we'll have more efficient ways of making power. You know, efficient means lower price. I, I think probably we'll find other forms of um, power beyond the renewable mix we use at the moment. But for today, I think renewables like solar and wind are the best way to kind of help to try and cut down our carbon <laughs> emissions and start to deal with, with that just now. I think that's important and I think we should be doing that as we are today. Um, but I don't think it will be the forever for everything so you view kind of nuclear power as sustainable that's sustainable or is that renewable that's not a renewable though is it not renewable but it is sustainable i think for quite a long time you know i mean probably a combo of both i think so go ahead Mm -hmm. um i mean scotland is quite well i mean i wouldn't say it's leading the forefront but Mm. renewables do count for a lot yes um in fact 
How much do renewables account for, Ali, in terms of what we consume and what we export? So in Scotland, we produce so much that we don't consume it all and we export it, right? Yeah, so in Scotland, we produce about 60... What is it? These numbers will be a wee bit off, but... we pro- No, it's okay, I've got it. We produce about 60 gigawatt hours a year of electricity... Okay. Um, is that a lot? Yeah, it's uh, double what everyone in Scotland uses. All the electricity we use in all of Scotland in a year. So that's how much. So, um, we produce sixty gigawatt hours a year, and we consume about thirty gigawatt hours a year. But interestingly, we also produce about thirty gigawatt hours of um, uh, uh of um renewable energy mm-hmm. so the amount of renewable we produce is actually equal to the total amount of energy that we consume in the country but you know we don't um we don't use all of that renewable a lot of that gets exported down south to england particularly um and a hell of a lot of the power we consume here is actually uh, nuclear and gas and um, renewable kind of supplements that quite a bit but as we were talking about, the problem with renewable is that it's just not reliable enough to make up, you know, a big, big bulk of your power grid. So um, we couldn't really get away with uh, with using, you know, the problem is if, you know, if the wind doesn't blow for a few weeks, then you've suddenly lost all the power that you would get from wind. So it's always windy here, though. Not re- no, no, you'd be surprised. And actually, this is the thing. When you're talking, is not a win, no. It does, but when you're talking about this, what about in the summers? Like I've known, you know, a week or two of the year that's been very still with very little wind. It's a funny joke to say that we have a lot of kind of rain and this and that, but we do have enough like sunshine um, and enough kind of to make that a real problem. Whereas if you wanted to, let's say, a hundred percent of our energy came from solar. We could joke and I would say, oh, it's always windy in Scotland. But you'd very quickly find that you'd go like a week where there's no power and no one can turn anything on their house. There's no lights or electric. Well, like you said, it wouldn't be good to just have the one source. Yeah. But equally, the oil and gas from the North Sea. Actually, I don't know how much the oil and gas that Scotland gets. Actually, I don't know much about that. But eventually that will run out. So mm-hmm. it looks that, like you said, a combination of sustainable, which is nuclear... Yeah. And renewable really will be the way forward. Well, obviously, you'll get a wind turbine outside at home, <laughs> which probably yeah. wouldn't be the case, right? Like, but you can't just have a wind turbine Gas outside your home. is very important as well in an energy mix because gas has a very interesting um, property. The turbines that gas turns when it's being burned are massive, they're much bigger than nuclear turbines. Um, they're very, very heavy, so they have a lot of energy in them as they're spinning. Mm-hmm. So if there's a sudden spike in demand, mm-hmm. let's say that suddenly um, in the country, you know, 10% of people go and turn a kettle on or something and you weren't expecting it, these giant turning blocks of metal in the turbines mm-hmm. can actually um, give off a lot. They can slow down a bit faster and give off um, quite a bit of power to... They, they actually help balance out the grid for unknown, um, like for unexpected peaks or troughs. 
um, gas is incredibly useful in a power grid. I think even when we're kind of almost fully renewable, gas will still be a very um, necessary kind of part of this because it can turn very, very big turbines. And, but and gas will run out eventually in the future. It can do, but once oh, again, as we're... Take for it as, no, different. It depends. One of the things is people have been predicting the end of oil for about 20 years now and and it still hasn't ended so here's the thing i i want to finish this point first Mm. very quickly about um the the determinant we actually could produce our own gas from renewable sources so or like the carbon that we emit the co2 into the atmosphere um we can't do it at scale or profitably yet but what you can do is take that carbon out of the atmosphere and turn it back into oil or gas like that's possible um, and if you power that process with renewables, you can actually create, you know, carbon-free <laughs> gas or uh, fossil fuels. So that's one way it could be done without pumping more carbon in. Make sure the gas is made from carbon in the air um, through, through renewable sources. The issue with... Sorry, what was your question again? The... Oh. Is it renewable... Oh, when, when no, will it run out? When will it run out? out? Yeah, you, got you. You've yeah. said for the past 20 years they've, they've been, been saying oil gas, but oil gas will hasn't. run out. And the reason that it hasn't is that there's actually enough oil on, and gas on the planet to kind of last humans almost indefinitely. Like, there's a ton is of it, it there. Uh-huh. But, but in reality, would people be able to get at it? Well, that's exactly the issue. Um, so we get more efficient over time at extracting it. And if oil or gas is running out it's actually you can afford to spend more money extracting it as well so when oil was sitting at about 10 or 20 dollars a barrel a lot of oil in the world made no sense to get because it would cost more to get it than you could sell it for Mm -hmm. so the north sea if it cost you 20 dollars to get a barrel out and oil is selling for ten dollars. You'd never go to the North Sea, oh, okay. so that was never really included in economic reserves. Mm-hmm. The thing is, the more we need the oil, the more options we actually have. So, like the Alberta tar sands is a very Canada, expensive yeah. process to take oil out of this kind of gungy, sandy material. I don't know much about um, that. It's okay. a very, very, and that's kind of profitable now because it's slightly higher oil prices as well. Same with. Um, um, fracking. Fracking was a very expensive way to do it and it made sense when oil prices were high. Now that oil prices have come back down, you're actually finding that there is problems for the oil and gas industry, but a lot are of these fracking? they are a lot of these fracking companies in like America, they've actually got really efficient and really good at taking this money. They've managed to adapt really well to the, the current prices in the oil market. So I, I tend to think oil If we really need to get gas out, we'll probably find a way to do it for quite a considerable period of time. Um, but for the time being, um, I think we've got about 10 to 15 years of re- like oil and gas that we can get out at current um, like technologies and things. So uh, once again, though, as, as things change, that will... Um, that will grow. <laughs> that concerns me because 10 to 15 years when I was a child, I thought that's such a long time. <laughs> right. It's not, you know, is it? Yeah. Well, it's not really in the sense of the historical sense though, is it? No, like, but ten, yeah, ten to 15 we'll have years to start dealing like with, yeah. But it's not. 
But as I said, the the thing is, we can get more and more out depending on how far we're willing to go. Um, and the thing is as well, if we have more things like renewable and whatnot in the mix, we're less reliant on it. So mm -hmm. if over the next 10 years we transition to, say, electric cars, that then gives us the option. We can either produce that electricity from oil and gas or from nuclear or from renewable. And suddenly we're in a situation where, you know, we can take out a heavy load of that. So like, if we could cut the amount of oil we use in half, then suddenly that 15 years becomes 30 years. Mm -hmm. If we can cut it down to 10%, that 15 years becomes 150 years. Mm -hmm. um, so there are options there. There's things that can happen. There may be problems. Some people will go out of business with it. You know, things change. But um, really, yeah, the point is you need a mix of different energies and, you know, oil will run out eventually, but... Although they haven't seen that for a long time. We've been saying it for a long time. And we <laughs> actually have. There's quite a bit of oil available. It just depends how willing you are to go and get it. And, you know, as things become more desperate, if you really need more, you can actually go and um, put some clever people on it to solve the mm -hmm. problem. And I say America is fantastic at that. They always have been. And their shale industry shows what's possible. Everyone thought with um, oil prices sank before the pandemic, but they really crashed during the pandemic. Everyone thought that shale was going to go bankrupt and most America they couldn't sell at that low oil price. Actually, a hell of a lot of American oil producers have um, found ways to make it more efficient and reduce the cost of extracting shale, yeah. oil and gas. Shale is extracted via fracking. Yes, yeah. But I don't really know what that means. So shale is a type of porous rock. So just think like a big okay. stack of, like a big rock, okay? It's okay. quite porous. And embedded within that rock are little deposits of oil and gas. Mm -hmm. So tiny little pockets of oil and gas. Mm -hmm. What you do is you drill your hole down and then you drill a hole sideways. So this is the rock. You drill down into the rock. You then drill sideways. And what you do is you force a ton of water and air and sand and pressure into like a ton of pressure and it cracks the rocks the rocks all crack and then the oil and gas comes out of the rock and then you can extract it oh so it's a very expensive way to get it you have to put a lot of energy in to get it out but as i say these right, so they're blasting through rocks yeah yeah they're basically just crack like blowing up the shell rocks so that all the oil and gas comes out um were they not supposed to do that someplace in england uh, they do. A there's a yeah. There's a, there's a lot of people don't like it because of what it does and I how think it they impacts. Still did it though, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, like I'm sure there were certain parts of England like a few years ago. Yeah. But then there was a lot of it in the media, and the media were saying, "Oh, you know, the locals don't <laughs> want that to happen," and there were a lot of protests. But then it fell out of the media. But I think that they just continued to back it, right? I I think don't exactly I don't know, know, but I think yeah, because it there fell is. out of the media, mm -hmm. so I never. But I don't think that they have shale, shale gas in abundance in the UK, though, do they? Ali? You're quiet for quite a while. I think there's a lot of shale, rock, oil and gas all over the world. The question, once again, is how... Um, two issues. One of the things in America is that it's so... Um, the population is so dispersed that you can kind of cause quite a bit of environmental damage and not a lot of people. Like, you know, if you were to yeah. do that in, like, New York City, like, 
tons of people would be pissed off if their water because it's a huge bustling yeah. place but in the videos that we see of like share like water catching fire and stuff outside share that was a meme from about 10 years ago those are kind of small communities so you can kind of get away with it there i think in the uk if you were to have that problem affecting like a hundred square miles then you know you'd be quite fucked actually <laughs> like um because you'd be a lot of people it's such a yeah there's so many people living so close together in this island and a lot of countries are like that say so once again the alberta oil sands that project couldn't take place near major populations but because they're so diverse they can do it so there's actually a lot of shale rock around the world in fact saudi arabia has a ton of shale um rock with oil and gas but they have such easily cheap the available oil there's no point in them bringing that up um do 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 yeah so there's plenty of it but then there's like issues about getting it in other places and they say they might not always be able to but that's kind of my point there's actually a lot of oil available depending on what you're prepared to do you know are you prepared to turn the southeast of england into you know a toxic wasteland if you are you've got oil forever <laughs> um, i think it's probably best if you don't do that <laughs> right yeah <laughs> they being the establishment yeah. <laughs> the powers that be yeah i think maybe that is not a positive <laughs> Especially from the people that live in the southeast of England, including my cousin. Actually, my cousin's there. Oh yeah, oh, she is. He. Oh he. Is that not where he. she went? No, he. I'm not uh. talking about Hilda. I'm talking about Gary. Oh, you shouldn't mention people's nephew. names on on this show because well, we mention our names. Yeah, but they didn't. Consent. Those are not real names. We digress. No. We digress. No, that's not my real name. My we real digress. name is quality. You're cat. reading off Quality Street the chocolates, no, Ali. Because I said quality cat. You said street, then you backtracked and said cat. You did not. We digress. We do. Now you've made me lose my place. Now you were saying, do you want to turn the southeast of England into oil, oil, oil? That wouldn't bother me at all, actually. Renewable, 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 yeah. <laughs> sustainable. Sustainable. That's my last good. word on it, people. Renewable and sustainable is good. So we'll agree to that. We'll agree to that. Over Perfect. and out. Bye from Alistair. Bye from Kat. Bye from Bampaw Productions Podcast. Bye bye. <laughs>